Chapter 143, The Mindo Area, Ecuador. Search for the Tanager Finch. Ecuador had a totally different feel to it, much safer and calmer than Peru. All the lovely hills in the south almost made it look like a tropical version of Switzerland. I was catching my third night bus in a row. I'd almost forgotten what sleeping in a bed felt like. I arrived in Quito's bus station, which is renowned to be dangerous, although it didn't seem too bad. I sat down in a cheap-looking cafe and had some scrambled eggs, a cheese sandwich and a fruit juice. I called Mario, the owner of a guest house I'd sent some bird books to almost a year ago. He said he had a room and I took a taxi there. It was a bit of a shock having to pay $4 for a taxi after I'd always been paying $1 in Peru. But the driver assured me he was honest. He'd been in the army, he offered as proof. The place was a big house in a lovely garden. He seemed a nice chap and gave me my long-awaited package. It was a great place to meet people. I met a couple of German girls, some Americans, and a really interesting French girl called Laure. She was planning an exhibition of local artists to raise money for building a fair trade coffee shop. She'd done some bird work in Peru, counting parrots in the jungle, and we had a good chat about that. I was so tired after three nights on the bus that I fell asleep early. Now that I had my bird books, I was planning to move on, but I got an email from Alejandro, a Costa Rican birdwatcher I was working with in Bolivia. He said to come and visit his girlfriend Agostina's place an hour and a half from Quito. I could have left today, but I felt bad about leaving my books for so long with Mario that I thought I should spend at least two nights here. I got on the 8am bus to Mindo and asked the driver if he knew of Miraflores, a small village on the way to Mindo. He said he did. Two hours later, I saw signs for approaching Mindo, and I realized they hadn't let me off. I asked him why, and he said it was a passenger's responsibility to tell the driver. But I'm a bloody foreigner. How the hell am I supposed to know where it was? I used a phrase on him that I've wanted to try out for quite a while. No puedo creer. I can't believe it. I had to wait for about an hour for a bus to come the other way, and this time I made sure that the driver knew he had to tell me when we got there. From the turning on the highway, I followed a tree-lined gravel track along, passing some houses with friendly locals who pointed me further on to the Arcos family farm. I saw a few birds on the way, including the huge strong-billed woodcreeper, before I arrived at the farm and found Alejandro planting trees and flowers along the driveway when I walked up. He and Agostina's brother Inti, which means sun in Quechua, took a break and led me up to their big yellow house. Alejandro showed me around the property and told me of their plans. They were building long death slides, wires you can slide down at canopy level, and hoping to get tourists coming in. He also took me for a walk in the woods. There were so many new birds and lots of really colourful tanagers. I met Inti's wife Nina from Brazil, Manuela, Agostina's sister, with her baby Emiliano and her husband Edgar. They were building another house on the property for themselves. They'd cut down some big non-native araucaria trees, and we spent the afternoon lifting all the wooden planks onto the back of their truck to take to town to be sanded down. Everybody was really hard-working, but also had a really natural life. For lunch, we had brown rice and fresh vegetables with chicken. They offered me a cup of tea. I told them that I didn't drink caffeinated beverages, but the tea they meant was freshly picked mint leaves with some unrefined brown sugar. Shit, this is the life I've been looking for. We all drove into town with a truck loaded with wood. Alejandro was wearing a kind of harness for his wicked Swarovski binoculars, which looked a bit like braces. That, together with the truck and all the wood, really made us look like a Mennonite family. We dropped off the wood and picked some up that had already been done. Then we all had an ice cream. Even the healthiest people need to have a treat now and again. 
The next day, Ali really had to work, but he spared me a couple of hours in the morning to come birding. We birded in the forest just near the house and saw some good birds, including the beautiful flame-faced tanager. The really interesting stuff we only heard, though, a bird called the toucan barbet in English, or jumbo locally, plus a couple of rare species of ant pitters, moustached and giant. The calls were a bit unusual, though, and we really needed to record them, but my MD player's record function is broken. I was starving when we got back and we tucked into a late breakfast of homemade yoghurt and papaya before moving another load of wooden planks into the truck and taking them down to Mindo. Agustina's parents showed up later on and I took on her dad, the house champion at table tennis. Her mother made a lovely healthy lunch. They said they had to take some photos to publicise their death slide in a local magazine so we took out my camera and had a little photo shoot. They told me the story of the landowner next door chopping down all his trees. When someone told him that he should consider leaving a few as shade for his cows, he said he had so much money that he could afford to buy each cow a big parasol. I guess his fortunes changed. He got sick and had to pay a lot of money for the operation and had to sell the property. Previously lush cloud forest that he could have used to make money with ecotourism was now a landscape of burnt trees. A very sad story. Anyway, the land is for sale and they said I should buy it for $100,000 for the 120 hectares, but it's a little bit out of my price range. The plan in the morning was to go to a famous birding spot called Bella Vista, but there was a huge landslide blocking the road on the way and we had to turn back. Alejandro and Agostina had to work, but they dropped me off at the turning for Mindo and I walked down several kilometres. It was pretty good and I saw lots of birds, including the funny-looking beryl spangled tanager. Hitching back was easy and I made it back for lunch. Later on, back in Quito, we visited the BirdLife International South America office. I wanted to meet Rob, a bird guy I'd met in Paraguay. He'd already gone home for the day, but some other nice people in the office, including a nice Spanish guy called David, who helped me with some contacts and let me photocopy some stuff from their library. We popped by the new Hokotoka Foundation office too, and Javier, who I'd met a few months ago, gave me information on how to visit some of the other reserves. We walked down to the Flor del Valle terminal, which is pretty tough with my 35 kilo bag. I need to lighten the load a little bit. After we got dropped off, we started walking the two kilometers back to the Acros house. Ali and Agu were just driving out to go shopping and we joined them. We bought some vegetables and made a nice salad in the evening. We had some yogurt for dessert. I knew they sometimes made their own yogurt and I said, wow, you could sell this stuff. But it turned out it was yogurt that they'd bought. We did a bit of nice birding in the morning. It had been a few days and I was already having withdrawal symptoms. What a relief to get out there. Agostina had promised to take me up to a place called Bella Vista in the morning, but the petrol station had run out of diesel and wouldn't have any more until midday. This meant I wouldn't be able to go up in search of my target birds, including the tanager finch. We went to the local town of Nanigalito in the evening to buy some more supplies. We treated ourselves to some lovely grilled meat they were selling in the street. The next day we tried to walk up to Bella Vista. It was a long, long way. Halfway up, a dog started barking at me, so I threw a rock at it and it ran off, only to show up again ten minutes later with three of its dog buddies. We saw some good birds, including some beautiful green and black fruit eaters, but we didn't get far enough up to where the tanager finch was. It got pretty hot and we were really tired, so we turned back. Later on, on my third and final time in Miraflores, it just felt like coming home. When I arrived, I was greeted by three young Peruvians I didn't know, along with a huge black dog, Mamba. It was nice to see Agostina again. 
Alejandro was back in Costa Rica getting ready to start back at university. They were going to do a photo shoot and make some more publicity for the death slide to Canopy, as they called it. We had a nice lunch together of chili after that and caught up on the last few weeks. Later on, we went for a nice walk up at Bella Vista, where I finally saw the near-threatened plate-billed mountain toucan. It was very misty, though, so it was only a silhouette. The really rare tanager finch had been seen around here, too, but we had no luck. A few other groups of birders with their guides blasting out playback came looking for it, too. No wonder they weren't here anymore. <laughs> 